everybody, welcome to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips YouTube channel. My name is Ryan, and we're back here in the Hot Wheels Cave once again, uh, also known as my reselling office. I'm a full-time reseller working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area, and this channel is kind of all about reselling. It's about my journey as a reseller um, and my opportunity to maybe share with you some things that I found interesting and to give you my take on some of the relevant topics in reselling. Today we're going to talk about PayPal and whether or not they are reversing fees for you on refunds, cancellations, and returns. All of this will eventually be a moot point when eBay switches everybody over to managed payments, but for now, there seems to be a lot of confusion on this, and we're going to take a fairly deep dive into it, and I'll share with you my PayPal screens and show you what I think people are seeing and where the confusion might be coming in. A quick programming note, if you'd like to listen to this in an audio-only form uh, or just listen to it again later, uh, I do make audio transcriptions of all of my episodes available on anchor.fm, and I'll leave a link in the description below. But first, let's kick it off with a few items that I sold uh, since the last video that I think you might find interesting. Now, the first up is this HP printer, old, old HP printer. I bought this at an estate sale back, I think, in February. It might have been late January. Um, it was the last day of the sale. They had it marked 30 bucks, and they were, of course, taking money off. Uh, I was able to get it for $16. And as you can see, sold it for 99 bucks plus shipping, which is a, obviously a really, really nice flip. What made it even better was that after all was said and done, after all the PayPal fees, the eBay fees, shipping, the whole nine yards, this $99.99 sale, my net profit was $92.33. Now you may ask, how in the world did you make that kind of profit on that item? If you're shipping on eBay, you get some sort of discount for using their shipping labels. If you're a top-rated seller, it's a fairly significant discount. In this particular instance, the customer paid $41.70, which for starters is just insane to me that you would spend that much money on shipping, but that's what they did. It was $41.70 for shipping. At the discounted rate that eBay provides, I only paid $32.77 for shipping. So I'm made almost an extra nine bucks just on the shipping alone. You can go into your settings, go into your shipping preferences, and there are several options there. You can offer a customer a percentage discount on shipping. You can offer them the eBay discounted shipping, or you can charge them full counter retail. I charge full counter retail and try to make a little bit of extra profit on first class and priority shipments. Now I ship a ton of media mail and there's no savings on that, but on a big item like this, going clear across the country, uh, it, it amounted to an extra $9 in profit on this item, which is fairly nice. I'll take that, uh, I'll take that any day of the week. So make sure you're using all the tools that are available to you. And if you have questions on where that where those settings are, um, leave me a message in the comments and maybe I'll do a quick video um, walkthrough of how to do that. But it's it's in your seller preferences. Um, 
under shipping preferences and you can go in and you can see what the different options are and then select the one that's right for you. Some people I'm sure would like to just go ahead and pass that savings along to the customer. It's a, it's a potentially a good customer service tool. Um, but most, most customers don't know about it. So it's an opportunity to, to make a little bit of extra money. Next up is this book, uh, on Crowded House. The book's titled Something So Strong. This was something I picked up for 50 cents at a yard sale. Um, I actually read it. It's a really good book. Uh, fun fact, Crowded House is actually my favorite band ever. Uh, they were back in the 80s and 90s. They were fairly popular. They're, they're still around, but probably <laughs> hardly anybody, unless they're my age, knows who they are. Um, but anyway, it was a really interesting book, and it's out of print. It's a little difficult to find. So this 50 cent pickup from a yard sale turned into a $29.99 sale, which again is a pretty nice, pretty nice deal. Um, net, net, after everything was done, I made about $21 on this. Now, obviously compared to the printer where I made 92 bucks, $21 maybe doesn't seem like all that much money. But if you could do just five sales a day, year round, that you could make 21 bucks on, you'd make over $38,000 a year, which is not getting rich by any stretch, but that's not bad money for five sales at $20 a margin. So it pays to keep an eye out for stuff, obviously, that you can make a reasonable amount of money on. This is not, $20 is not a home run by any stretch, but if you can string enough of those together, there's certainly some money to be made there. This is another interesting one here. Um, part of a big lot of books, some of which you can still see here over my shoulder. Um, I got these two F. Scott Fitzgerald novels. Now, if you watched my earlier video on books and book selling, these are two volumes that fit into what was in that video. They were available from other resellers for less than $4 a piece with free shipping, which is a it's a loser. There's nothing, there's no meat on the bone to do that. So what do you do? Like we talked about in that video, I lotted these two together. And then what I did was I attempted to build value in my listing. So for starters, I priced it at a bit of a premium. Knowing you could go in and find these books individually and probably pay eight bucks for the two of them, I put my listing up at $10.99 or best offer. I figured worst case, somebody's going to catch me and they're going to know they can get them for eight bucks and they'll make me an offer of $8 and I'll go ahead and take it because I'm only paying $333 total for shipping instead of $280 a piece. So I'll claw a little bit of money back in shipping savings. What happened was that I sold it for full price. Now, how did that happen? Like I mentioned, I built some value into the listing. I did that by making sure there were plenty of pictures. You can see, I think it shows up in the, in the image. I think there were 10 pictures of this listing. There's two old books and I had 10 pictures. There's the fronts, the backs, the spines, uh, all the corners inside the title page. So the customer knew exactly what they were getting. Like I talked about in that previous video, a lot of those $4 books, there's no pictures or best case, there might be one, and you're never quite sure what it is you're actually going to get. So the important thing here is to remind you to take some time to build some value in your listings. You get 12 free pictures 
why not use 6, 8, 10, or all 12 of them and show your customer what it is they're actually going to get, even on a cheap item like this. Because what's, what's the difference between me and the other guy? He's got a book for $4, and I've got it for essentially 6 But I've got all the pictures. That customer knows what they're getting. They know what it looks like. They know they're not having to take my word for it that it's good condition. They can see from the pictures that it's good condition. So take that extra little bit of effort um, to build the value in your listings. And I think you'll find that they'll sell quicker and you can command a premium. You can ask, like I did in this case, a little bit more than what the item is probably worth at market. The last item I want to look at is this, this, it's an old 1940s era Huckleberry Finn book. This is a nothing burger of a sale. It pr- probably goes against everything I just said. This, uh, I listed this for $9.99 or best offer, and I got a best offer of $6.50. And at $6.50, I've got less than a quarter, and I might have made a little bit of money on it. But when the guy sent me his offer, he attached this message and it said, I'm going to read it off the screen here. It says, I am thrilled to have found this copy of the exact book I was so very fond of as a kid, having to read and write a report on it in junior high school. How do you say no to that? <laughs> I mean, that just made my day. This is some guy who's probably locked down at home in quarantine or whatever over the COVID-19 situation. And he's he's found my book, which again is something that, I wasn't the only one out there that had this book, but I had a bunch of pictures and a bunch of information in the description so that this guy knew for sure what kind of shape it was in and that this was the exact book that he was looking for. Um, and he bought it. And like I said, I didn't make any money on it necessarily, but it was a, it was a day maker. It makes you feel good. I, I made somebody happy in, in a time that is a really bad situation for a lot of folks. Um, so I'll take that. We'll take that as a win. If this is the kind of content that uh, wakes you up in the morning and you're excited to see on YouTube, uh, do me a favor and hit that thumbs up button for me. Um, It lets YouTube know that this is good content, that it's interesting and that it's reaching somebody and that really helps the channel out. So I would appreciate it if you're liking this. Hit that thumbs up for me. Um, And with that, let's get to the heart of the matter with PayPal. Now, you may remember... It was late, it was probably midwinter, maybe December, when PayPal announced that they were no longer going to reverse fees on refunds, cancellations, returns. There was a lot of uproar about this. Um, People feeling like, once again, the big corporate behemoth, nickel and dime and the little guy. And I I certainly understand that. When When you've been used to getting those fees reversed for as long as anybody can remember, having that money taken away from you, I'm, I'm sure was, especially for huge sellers, it could have amounted to a significant amount of money. But in my background, coming from traditional retail, all unfortunately, all they were doing was aligning themselves with how other payment processors operate. And they did their job on the initial sale. They processed the transaction and you got paid. And Theoretically, they are entitled to that money for giving that service. And just because the customer elected to return the item or you decided to give an adjustment makes their effort no less valuable. 
So they were merely aligning themselves with what traditional retail credit card processing has done for years. I understand that it was frustrating as a seller, but realistically, I'm surprised it took as long as it did for it to happen. But here we are in May, and I'm still seeing videos and comments and things in Facebook groups where people think they're getting fees reversed, and they're not. PayPal is very clear. They have a whole policy section on it that they're not reversing fees. So what's going on here? Let's take a look at my PayPal screen, and I'll show you what I think people are seeing and why they're confused about what it is they're actually getting. So let's get into that screen. All right, so let's take a look at some of these refunds. This is my uh, PayPal screen. I have it set to transaction type of refund, and you can see, uh, don't be alarmed, there looks like there's a whole bunch of refunds. These are multi-unit discount or combined shipping adjustment refunds, so I'm not taking pages worth of returns here, so don't panic. <laughs> so you'll see right off the bat, the very first one there is a, a refund for $2.79 and there's no fee adjustment. The very next one is a $2.18 refund, but there's a $0.17 cent fee adjustment. And as you scroll on down and, and look at the rest of them, you'll see there's a lot of them where there appears to be a fee refund. But if that was coming from PayPal, why would there be any that are zero? Wouldn't they be consistently refunding your fees if that was their policy? Let me tell you what's happening here. If you remember, there are 30-odd, I think it's either 34 or 35 states where eBay is collecting sales tax on your behalf. When you pull up your original PayPal screen, you'll see where that sales tax is included in your fee. They don't break it out separately as PayPal fee and sales tax on this kind of summary screen that we're looking at here. But let's look at this transaction here. I did a $11.26 adjustment and there's a 73 cent fee adjustment. So the net amount that I refunded that came out of my PayPal account was only $10.53. And again, your natural inclination would be to say that PayPal has refunded the fee on this. But what has happened ha is that, as you can see here, that 73 cents is actually a refund of the sales tax that eBay collected on the amount that you are refunding. So there's two things here. Number one, clearly, PayPal is not refunding fees. If I pull up all those transactions on that previous screen, they're all going to look just like this one. The PayPal fee refunded is going to be zero. If eBay collected sales tax on those transactions, that is being adjusted out of your refund. You're not responsible for that sales tax because you didn't get to keep it. It was originally put in your PayPal account as part of the transaction, and then eBay took it to pay sales tax on your behalf. So when you do a refund, you can't be responsible for that sales tax refund because it's not in your account. So eBay does that, and you can see here that, that it shows it looks like a fee adjustment, but even if you look up here, tax collected by eBay reversal, the gross amount, there is no fee being adjusted there. And you can even pull up 
they put it right here for you to remind you that there are no adjustments. And I'll provide a link to this uh, in the description below so you can go back and read this yourself. But essentially, this just says that there are no, no refunds from PayPal. And again, this is your, this should be your proof. And hopefully this can put this to bed for anybody that watches this video. Um, I, I see a lot of confusion on this that um, PayPal is refunding fees to some sellers. And I know if, if you don't go into the actual transaction details, if you just look at those summary screens, that is exactly what it looks like because there is an adjustment showing in that fee field. But that, that fee adjustment is actually a sales tax reversal by eBay. So does seeing that change how you feel about what PayPal is doing? I mean, it doesn't, doesn't ease the pain, really, any. I'm going to do that for you here in just a second, though. Um, but does that clear up the confusion on it? Are, uh, am I making my case, I guess, that PayPal is not reversing fees? Let me know in the comments what you think about that. Um, is it clear? Um, has it changed your opinion on the matter at all? Um, was, was this explanation sufficient for you to put that issue to rest? Like I said at the outset, it's going to be a moot point in a matter of months anyway. When eBay switches everybody over to manage payments, it won't matter. Um, but for now, hopefully this sheds a little bit of light on it. On the bright side, I will let you in on a, a little secret that should lessen the pain of this a little bit for you. Or at least I hope it does. The way it's currently set up, let's say that you wanted to give a customer a $10 refund for whatever reason, an adjustment for shipping or item was damaged, whatever. You want to you want to do a $10 refund. And that customer paid sales tax. Technically, that customer is entitled to the $10 that you want to give them plus sales tax. So let's say their sales tax rate is 5%. They're entitled to a $10.50 total refund. The way PayPal is currently set up, when you go in and put in your refund amount, you put in $10, they are not sending that $10 plus the 50 cents in sales tax from eBay to the customer, giving them a $10.50 refund. They are sending that customer $10 and they're taking $9.50 from you and 50 cents from eBay. So the customers are getting shortchanged and you're clawing back the fee that you lost because the sales tax is actually being incorrectly calculated by PayPal. Now, I don't know whether that was a conscious decision on their part or if it's a programming or coding error, but enjoy it while it lasts because I assume eventually they're going to figure it out and fix it because technically it's wrong. The customer is actually getting shortchanged in that deal and we as sellers are benefiting a little bit from that error. So while you're not getting your PayPal fees back, that sales tax calculation error is actually paying you a little bit of money. <laughs> so there's your bright spot for the day. So hopefully you found this useful. If you did, um, do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button. That really helps me out. Um, if you like this sort of content, again, please subscribe. Hit that bell notification icon so that you're notified anytime I do a new video. I'm trying to do these a couple of times a week. Um, 
trying to get a little better. I don't, this is only, I think my third one now. Um, I did get new lighting in here, um, in the, uh, in the man cave. So hopefully the, the, the colors are a little bit better and I'm a little better lit. I'm still trying to find the appropriate camera without breaking the bank, but hopefully this was a little better if you've been following along at home. So with that, I think we'll close for today. I appreciate you guys stopping by and sticking with me. Um, if you've done that, Again, if you could hit that thumbs up for, button for me, I would truly appreciate it. Until we meet again, thank you for stopping by. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys.